0: Welcome to the F Stop Seer Podcast hosted by The Portrait Paradigm. If you're a photographer who is striving to build a high-end portrait business that is not only financially rewarding but satisfies your creative heart, then join five nationally recognized photographers with over 180 years of combined experience building and maintaining successful specialty portrait businesses. This is where we will have real conversations about all the elements to create your own upscale business from marketing, finances, mindset, photographic style, client experience, and so much more. So together, let's cut through the noise and make this your one stop for your complete portrait photography solution. Let's build your new portrait paradigm right now. Welcome, I'm Rod Evans here along with Monica Sigmund, Michael Taylor, Bev, and Tim Walden. We are your portrait paradigm team, your weekly host for the F-Stops Here podcast. And I should just mix up the name someday. Just see if you guys are paying attention. <laughs> okay. So on today's podcast, we're going to talk about um, how much time are you spending explaining versus experiencing in the sales room? So how do you bring more experience into the sales room with uh, a lot less education um, for people? Tim, do you mind kicking this one off for us?
1: Yeah. Uh, you no, know, this is something that we talk about constantly. Um, in coaching and then we have to hold ourselves accountable to as well and that is that we ultimately as we've said in past we have to sell the result of our art and the result of our art are the stories that we're told the uh the personalities that we capture the times that we celebrate and yet i think what happens too often is that in the selection appointments we uh, we begin to talk about the things that kick people into a left brain decision. We start talking about square inches and we start talking about uh textures and and mount boards and all the peripheral things and we don't talk about the experience, which is ultimately, if we're, I believe if we're doing our job right, and if we are uh, separating ourselves from the masses, if we're creating those gaps, that we have to create between us and the masses it's not going to be on on our just the, the attributes of our product or or the attributes of our lighting, but it's going to be on the stories that we tell. And I think uh, ultimately, we need to be conscious of like in that selection appointment, how much time do we spend explaining versus experiencing? Do you find yourself saying, now, I think this would be really good in a 20 by 24, and we have this now on Masonite because it, hmm. it doesn't bend or warp. And here, feel this <laughs> texture on this paper right here. That helps protect it. Uh, My goodness, I think when we do that, we're missing the very point. I believe, my my personal opinion is that uh, at a certain level, when you build your brand properly and when you're drawing the right people, those things should be expected uh, by the client. They're not something that we Sell, they're just a, a, an expectation that they have a right to. So what are we, what are we selling? What is it that we're bringing to the table? And it's the story and the message. And so how do we do that? Well, I think it starts. There's a number of ways we do it. I think one is simplifying our price list because I think the more you have on your price list, the more you have to explain. Number two, I think, and more importantly than that is getting to know the people ahead of time so that you know their story. Because when you come in, you know, I want to say, you know, you remember what you told me about your daughter, remember what you told me about your son, those type of things. I see that in this portrait. And you begin to explain how that story is rising to the top. I believe, And, and these are just off the top of my head i mean there's there's no actual science there's more gut feeling behind it but i believe if you're 50-50 in that sales room on explaining experience and you're doing it wrong um i i believe if it's 75-25 you're doing it wrong i think it needs to be 90% uh and as we have some explanation but it, it it's 90% experience and the more experience you bring uh to the table and I'm talking about um the the, again the stories what is this art going to mean to them in the future you know I like to paint a picture when people when you walk in the room please don't turn the lights on I want the lights low in your home when that portrait's in it And and I want you to I want the first thing you see is your child uh the the woman you love the man you love the family you care about and then when you turn the lights on the qualities are all there but that story, that impact is happening. So we're talking about things like that. And I think that uh, what that does is it separates us and segregates us from the masses in this industry, who naturally begin to talk about, uh, uh, you know, the the mechanics of photography. And so uh, ask yourself, and then I think you have to have an intentional, you have to do it intentionally. Don't start for me, I'm not going to start explaining things that nobody really asked me to explain. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not going to say, "Now let me tell you about." And and we do we do give a portion, you know, the old saying, the heart buys the mind justifies. You have to give a level of of detail, but I think You do that after they've already taken ownership of a piece and then you're validating it. It's like you're selling that Mercedes and you're like, wow, you know, my friends are going to see me in this, this ride's amazing. You go, oh, by the way, under the hood, there's not a better engine made. So you, you know, so you're doing that type of thing. We build content where they can access this information uh, before a sale or after a sale uh, about some of the attributes of the, of the image quality. So, um, These are the things I think that will help us turn that experience into something magical and truly bring the value to our art that we know it has.
2: I want you to talk about, because I didn't do this part of the bourbon experience that you just went on um, that how telling the story enhanced the taste of the bourbon and enhanced you and, and also, and also led you to, purchasing certain things, but talk about that. Well,
1: anytime there's a story to something, I think the value goes way up, right? I think the bourbon industry is brilliant. I mean, they mm-hmm. went from selling hooch for next to nothing to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to now <laughs> no, selling literally. things like these small bats with
2: happy <laughs> he- yeah. for five hundred.
1: I mean, that's what it was, and then all of a sudden they're like, now what? You know, they they kind of they call it the is it the 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 napification. In other words, the they're, they're like taking the it into the bourbon industry. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they start out. You know, you you smell it. This is the way you smell it. You, you take a you take a taste. That first taste is going to be kind of hard little you have a bite to it then your body starts to acclimate then the second taste these are the notes that you get the third taste these are the notes you get the experience you get and then they start telling you about the process as far as how it changes the experience and so and uh, and I we, we talked to one of the one of the master brewers one time he was in his 80s and he said uh, I used to get paid minimum wage and paid week to week now people line up for my autograph for my limited edition bourbon they want me to sign the bottle he said i don't know what changed but i love it <laughs> and uh and i think yeah i just think there's a lot to learn from and and it's a good point from other industries because no matter what the industry is when you are selling the result you're selling the story you're selling uh, those type of things versus the actual, uh, you know, uh, alcohol content, the bottle that it comes in, those kind of things. That's what photographers do. It's like, well, this bottle is this, it's this, is that. And, uh, and and there's just a lot to be learned from. It, so. What I
2: it's like about legend Wendy's story, yeah. you know, legend and story right. adds value. And a lot of these bourbon distilleries are popping back up that their grandpappy was a moonshiner. And they found the original recipes and they're becoming, I don't know how many distilleries, 80 now or something in Kentucky that have just popped up. And I just think it's so fascinating that that um, it's bourbon, but it's taken on like this big life of its own like it's it's a story it's history it's legacy it's it's, subculture it's Yeah. yeah it's it's just like and then you go we went to a tasting room um that's popped up downtown and they've got like bourbon that's so expensive, it's locked up behind glass because it's hard to get. There's so many marketing principles. I'm going to write about it because I I looked at labels and I'm like, oh, that's, you know, like how do they present it and all that. But, uh, but it's basically how you experienced it and mm-hmm. the stories you were told that increased right. its value tenfold. Like right. you would almost pay anything to get one of those bottles. That was a special, you know, special bottle, special edition. But what I like like about
3: that too, Tim, is that they told you what to expect. They were managing your expectations. Like when they said, okay, this first test is the first taste is going to be kind of hard. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't drink liquor normally because of that, because it's just, it's too strong for me. And so, um, but if somebody had said to me that first taste is going to be strong, but then the next taste, you know, now they're going to create a monster. Cause I'll be over here going, well, what about the third taste? What about the fourth okay. taste? I bet that's <laughs> even better, but I like that they created that expectation so that, you know, I remember Tim Kelly said a long time ago, everybody wants to be normal. Right. So when people would say, you know, do I pay for that all today? You know, and you would say, yes, that's, that would be normal. And so what I like is them saying that first taste is going to, is going to be a little bit harsh. And then you go, oh, okay, so that's normal. So I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't like not drink bourbon because I think that it's drinking gasoline down pouring gasoline down my throat it'll get better you know so I think we have to do that with our clients too is manage their expectation and tell them you know things like I had a design session just the other day and She said, well, this is my budget. And I said, well, that's great. And I said, now you should be aware it's very normal for people to come in and love the portraits so much more than they even expected. And so, you know, oftentimes our budget is, is blown. And she was like, yeah, I figured that might happen. But by telling her that that's normal, you know, I think that that, that gives us permission that gives the client permission to, to keep moving forward. So
2: that's good.
0: I love that. And I I agree. It's all about, you know, not explaining all the products and having too many products in your, in your room and talking about the image and the story and the beauty that's in it. Um, Yeah. Just this week, even it happened to me and I was, how can I even be? I was surprised. (laughs) I shouldn't be, but I was like, Oh, you know, I was going through your images and I just, I thought you might enjoy this images that you haven't seen before from prior session. A decade or more ago. And I just thought I'd throw this together and see what you thought of it. And I just was thinking of you and how how connected your family is in these on this series of images. And I think it's just really beautiful. And she began to cry. And she said, These, I love these. This is exactly it. And they were basically outtakes, is what they were. But they were taken. I understood where she was at in her life right now and their family and how important this storytelling was going to be to her and her family. And so, um, and that's what, you know, yeah, it's getting a sale, but it's also giving something to somebody, you know what I mean? We're giving them permission to enjoy, you know, and have images in their home that when they walk by, that makes them smile, that makes them think, that makes them enjoy, that lets others that enter their home, understand what's really important to them where their treasures lie um, is in their family and their children and the enjoyment that you get from that of seeing that and experiencing that every day, we're giving something to them also. So it is about that. We don't, we didn't really talk about the finishes and the products and the framing and the whatever. It's just like, this will look beautiful here and you'll get enjoyment out of it at this, you know, size I and mean, we didn't even tell you what size it's just like you know it's like this big on the wall and just use pro Select to do that and then um mm-hmm. all the things so yeah well, I, I just can't your, say enough about stories.
3: If you've done your job in the design session I always go back to the design session. If you've done your job there that's where the education should happen. And so when they come in for that selection appointment, then you really are just populating the order. You're reliving the experience of the session. You're going back to, like you said, Tim, I remember you told me this about your child and don't you see that coming in this portrait? And so you have the, the I guess the, the time to leisurely go through that, it feels like an indulgence in today's world right. where we're just getting bombarded with constant stimuli. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like an indulgence to just sit and enjoy and talk and reminisce. And um, and I think we we provide that, the luxury of being able to do that when we handle the business up front in the design session.
1: You know, I think too, uh, right. the thing I would tell photographers is, number one, it's, it's your job to think of these things not a client so sometimes we're reactive and and so it's and I think sometimes we can tell stories that haven't happened but may happen i can see this uh portrait the day you provide it to your child i i can see this portrait uh you know moving into this part of your home where you experience it differently and then your newer portraits go in here what you might tell stories that that give them ideas but it's our th- it's our responsibility I think to plant those stories and then I think it's good to um use stories we've heard that may not relate to a particular um uh client and one of one of you know one of my absolute favorites the other day we did a sale I've never heard this before and I'm going to use it over and over again is and I think I've told you guys this we were doing a selection appointment and the largest piece that the the client bought during a family session was a portrait of the husband. And she said, you know, I want my boys to see what a man can be, Mm. you know, and I thought, (laughs) I have never heard that before. (laughs) And so, you know, that gives me something to say is like, when, when your kids come home, and they see a portrait of their mom they see a portrait of their dad represented not just everything with them but those things also have messages and the messages uh add you know depth and texture and and uh, uh, a story to your family about what's important who's important and why and so that story gets told anytime we do a family portrait and now we break it down it's like this is why you you should purchase an image like this and i'm not like making up something but it's not directly related to the people i'm talking to maybe but it's a story of another family mm-hmm. and how that art was used so i think you know that's selling that's selling the result that is uh, experience versus explanation Uh, And it's our job to come up with it. it is not a client's job. And, you know, the letter writing that we we talked about, we've talked about that writing letters, putting on the back of portraits. That's not a client's job to think of that. That's your job to think of it and then provide the solution and spend your time in the selection appointment talking about those things.
3: Tim, can you just there might be some people out there that don't know what you guys do with the letters on the back of your portraits. So maybe you could just explain that. Real quick.
1: Yeah, you know, we had a marketing director a couple decades ago, and yeah. she was really big into journaling, and you uh, know, everything at Walden's is about story, emotion, you know, those type of things. And um, so uh, she said, "You know what?" She said, "We should get we sh- we should have people write a letter to their children." And we started building on that. And said, "Yeah," and then on top of that, they can use that portrait is a gift to that child. So we began to build this process, this mindset of uh, you purchase the family portrait, that's your anchor uh, purchase, you know, in a display or in your home. But then you purchase individuals of each of those children and with, the, uh, with the, the purpose of gifting that to them at a particular time. And so we give them the letter writing um, Uh, process, we tell them how to do it, we put the documentation on the back. And then we say, now, when would be an ideal time for you to Provide this to your child because that child may be three years old, five years old, and then you know we usually joke about it. Well, maybe when they graduate high school, well, that's a bad idea. Uh, maybe when they go off to college, really bad. First idea.
3: idea. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> First idea. But when what, When might you take that portrait off the wall? And I think the ideal time is as a wedding gift. And so when that child gets married, uh, can you imagine that gift on that wedding table and that letter you wrote? They had no idea it's there. And so you put that on the back and uh, you say, along with this, this is your portrait to start your home. And on the back, your mom and dad, your mom and I wrote this letter to you. So that's the way you add experience and emotion. And And people passing
2: the legacy. People
1: just love it. They buy into it. And we're not, again, just always talking textures. And And of
2: course, we did it. Because when we do what we're telling others to do, it deepens the experience and deepens the authenticity of it. And so Megan finally got a home that we felt like we could safely (laughs) give her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's the nice thing about the port, the black and white portraits, because they are printed archivally. So we knew you know that it would last. And so we gave her that portrait. And I didn't expect to be as emotional, to be honest. And uh when we gifted her that portrait for her home, it was like there was just something so so deeply touching about, about that. And uh, now I can talk to other parents and talk about the time. Now, for, for us, because our kids have taken a long time to grow up <laughs> and get their own house, she was probably in her 30s before I gave it to her. We gave it to her. Yeah. And then the family portrait is really for the mom and dad until whenever. Yeah, And then the kids can fight over it after that. Yeah. But that also gives you a valid point to do individual portraits of each child and sell individuals because that's where the letters go. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't go on the family portrait itself. They go on the backs of the individual uh, portraits of the kids and uh, letters have, have great meaning. I I've unearthed two. My dad was a prolific writer. My mom was nicknamed the war department. So my dad was the poet and my dad was the writer of the family And the soft spoken one and I've unearthed uh, a letter that he wrote to his mother from the he was from Appalachia and at 17 he wrote a letter and said mom I'm going to go into the army, and he folded it up and he went out and waited for a bus on the dirt road where he was from folded it up, put it under his pillow and his mom found it. And I have that letter, which is an amazing piece of history. And then I found a letter he wrote to my mother when he was fighting in the uh, Korean conflict. And I was a baby. I was probably one. And uh, what he wrote about the, where he was in Seoul, South Korea. And what is uh, what he listened to on the, the radio. What was the radio they played during the wars? Uh, the U. that gave U.S. news and music and stuff are uh, I, I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, uh, I have that letter and a little oil painting of each of my parents at that age uh, where I see that every day when I get ready, it's a, it's a prominent place uh, in the re, in my side of the bathroom where I get ready every day. And I read parts of that letter about how his life at that time and what a piece of history. I mean, it was from 1957. So uh, that's
1: what you talk about in a selection of yeah. Those so kinds. those are
2: stories so that adds you know? meaning. Yeah, yeah. So that the the depth of meaning, the depth of experience increases the value tremendously more than anything else we could talk about.
0: Yeah, I think we've dug pretty deep into this one. So thank you guys so much. We've learned a lot of lessons from this. Um, one is to, you know, do the education early in your design appointment. The actual sales appointment is a, is an emotional story that's just fulfilling what you've been talking about. Keep it, uh, like Tim was saying, 90% emotion, 10% education in the sales. Then have them visualize themselves enjoying the portrait and the story that it tells and just how important that story is and that legacy is going to be. I think we've also learned that how we can use bourbon to get better sales. (laughs) Which was great. (laughs) Either We know a photographer who makes a great
2: old fashioned. Yeah. (laughs) For every sale and he swears that adds
0: $1,000 right (laughs) oh guys thanks so much for joining us today we appreciate and listen uh you listening to us and value your time so hey if you have any topics or questions or would like advice on anything you know let us know by emailing us on our website theportraitparadigm.com so thanks again for being here today and we appreciate you we're your portrait paradigm team and we're really here to help you build a portrait business of your dreams so Check out our website, theportraitparadigm.com. We've got free resources and podcast transcripts there. So leave us your comments and questions. We really appreciate it. We're also on Instagram at theportraitparadigm. And join us next week where we'll be sharing more insights on how to build a portrait business of your dreams. Until next time, be ever open to shifting your portrait paradigm.